Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters of the dust, I am Mitch Cavage, the Savage in Business, and this is Savage in Business, the podcast where I bring people that I know, like, trust, love, and have something amazing to share. Why? Because success in life leaves markers, predicators, and things and stuff that you can follow along with. So if I bring wickedly successful people to you, you listen and follow along, you're probably going to become successful as well. And hey, I got Rosalind Fung in the house with me today. Roz, how's it going, sister? It's good to see you as always. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mitch. It's such an honor to be here. I know you know mm. like a thousand people. So <laughs> to be asked to be on this podcast is such an honor. Thank you. Oh, I love you too. Hey, really quick, give people the 15 or 30 second summary of yourself and then we're going to dive okay. in like always because our audience knows what to expect. So let's, let's give them Absolutely. a snapshot of you and then let's <laughs> dive into the good stuff. Amazing. So the quick and dirty is I call myself an Akashic business coach and I'm a former psychologist. So what I really love to do is help mm. coaches and leaders get out of their own way boldly and unapologetically show up, get more visible. And that's typically oh, with yeah. social media marketing and speaking and really attracting what I call their full body yes clients and monetizing on their calling. Mitch, I'm also expanding more into the corporate world too, taking my leadership tools and coming mm. to CEOs and their teams to help create more flourishing workplaces. And it's based on the evidence, uh, research-based uh, factors of what makes actual people and organizations flourish. Oh, I'm loving that. All right, let's dive in. I frame this up the same way always. Every one of us that has a measure of success in life has an origin story, like a supervillain or a superhero as well. How did Rosalind get started in life? You were screaming into junior high. You're coming out of high school and you said, I'm going to do this with life. How did you get started? And what were some of those milestones or bits and pieces in life yeah. that you remember going to, man, this is what I really wanted to do and how you got to where you're at now? Okay, well, <laughs> I love that you're saying it up because I remember the day in high school when the university came to us with the calendars so that we could mm. choose to go into certain courses for whatever we wanted to go into. And at that point in time, being Asian, you know, and really wanting to make uh, an impression for my parents, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to become a civil engineer. Can you believe that, Mitch, knowing who I am now? <laughs> So then I found out how much math there was going to be. I was like, oh, no, I'm not an Asian that can do mental math. There's no way. And so <laughs> I was looking at the um, Bring in the heat early. <laughs> if I say it, it's a hate crime. If you say it, it's like, yeah. It's I can say it. Are. I can say it. <laughs> and so my cousin stole all of those genes. Anyway, so I'm like looking at the calendar and I was like, okay, what is this psychology? course what is this and when i learned what it was i was like oh my gosh i love work working with people i'm very outgoing i'm like i love you know helping people solve their problems i'm like mm -hmm. okay so that's where i went into for undergrad with psychology and minor in so mm -hmm. um fast forward i did grad school with marriage uh, with masters in marriage and family and then i accidentally got into private practice an accident. Mm. So I knew I always wanted to be 
uh, and I was being interviewed in different places and one of them thinking it was a non-for-profit organization and then it turns out to be a private practice and they accepted me. So I got in very early at the age of 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And then of course, because I was so young, I actually had not done a lot of my own inner work. So at that point in time, ah. only, yeah, I was really good at helping other people solve their problems and process. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't look at myself very much. And so that's when um, personally I got into bodybuilding for all the wrong reasons, thinking if I have this, Perfect body. How did psychology, I got to jump in. How did psychology segue into bodybuilding when as an AZN, you were going to be an engineer to begin with? That's a lot of, that's a lot of non-intuitive <laughs> leaps, right? There has to right. be some challenges in there. There definitely were. And for me, I just felt like I was never good enough. I wasn't smart enough. Um, I definitely had imposter syndrome and really like, it still comes up and I tell my clients in my community this too. Every time you up level, your shit's gonna come up. And for me, that looks like the form of imposter syndrome. And so I just, it's really important just to not let it take, drive the bus. Yeah. But particularly with this, um, with the bodybuilding story, that's where I, everything on the outside of my life looked completely quote unquote perfect. I yeah. was a second degree black belt in karate. You and I talked about being martial artists, oh, yeah. role model yeah. to kids, teens, and adults. And I was a newlywed, still very happily married 17 years later to the same man. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I just started private practice. So everything on the outside looked quote unquote perfect. But I was really struggling with my sense of self worth and feeling enough and feeling you know, like I was lean enough and it was came through my body image issues as well as disordered eating. I came in last place and fast forward, I was led to learn about this method that really found me called Hikomi. And it means how do I stand in relationship with myself and how do I stand in relationship with others? Cause we're always in these relationships. Mm-hmm. It's a psychosomatic approach. So it brings in neuroscience psychology. And it's at this point I was like, this thing called spirituality. So what I learned as I was learning this, cause you cannot not do your own work yeah. as learning, was that I was unconsciously operating from this belief that I'm valued in my doingness. So my stat- status, my titles, my, how much money I'm making, you know, what yeah. I versus my beingness, who I am and my doingness. Yeah. Is never- so I'm like, Oh my gosh, no wonder I'm an overachiever. I'm a perfectionist. I'm like hardcore, no pain, no gain. Let's keep going. You know, hammer. It's it not even a performance mindset. It's a, it's a finished product mindset. If the product isn't finished mm-hmm. and it isn't just right, there's no satisfaction. You you cannot. It's the job's not done. It was, and even when I arrived, it was not good enough. Right. So it was yeah. really like this. Um, uh, what's the word? Like I'm just beating myself up to get yeah. to the finish line, and you're never satisfied. Then so. From there, that's when I started to come home to myself. And of course that journey never ends. Yeah. I got certified yeah. in Hakomi, which I still use to this day because as you know, the success of your business goes only as far as the psychology. And I got certified in eating psychology, became the go-to psychologist. I spoke, like, I went around speaking and selling um, to different audiences and sold out my group therapy and one-on-one programs. And then there was 
I became the first psychologist in our province to create an online program, which was a lot of red tape. It's very strict to be a psychologist in Canada. And I'm, as you know, a bit of a badass, a trailblazer. I'm like, nope, we're going to figure this out. And I did it legally and ethically. That was in 2015. And mm -hmm. from there, more doors opened. I was not as intuitive I, as I am today, Mitch, but I knew okay. the feeling when it's like, oh my gosh, the doors are opening. There's things happening. I got my first international speaking gig. I got magazine cover. And then, you know, I hired my first business coach to help me. Yeah. That was a huge leap, but $30,000, big leap. It's very scary. Had to work through all my stuff. Took me like two weeks to sign the contracts, but I did it because I wanted to go all in and bet on myself. Started a coaching business as a self-love coach at the time. And because I speak and sell a lot, um, I was building my business so quickly, helping women entrepreneurs really create uh, the life and business that they love. And so I was still a psychologist at this point, never meant to retire, but at some point it felt like internally conflicted because, because the license felt like it was choking me, like my fullest expression. I couldn't really. There you go. There do, you go. Yeah. Right? That's really what it was. And yeah. it was hard. I had to work through all these core beliefs around what if I fail? Uh, risking disapproval, especially by my parents. They thought I was being brainwashed by my business coach. So I had to be okay with the fact that I knew what was going on and they couldn't understand. I mean, how do you go to school for six years, have a successful six-figure practice, be the go-to, and then you give all that up to start again? Like, totally looks like I was brainwashed. <laughs> well, we have to. And, and listen, I'd love for you to uh, share with everybody, if you went back now to the younger you or the you that was going through psychology, what yeah. lesson you'd pass along, maybe not to move all the removal of bumps and bruises, because that was really essential to turn you into who you've become at this point. Yes. But being able to go back, one of the things we face is that that sense of inevitability having to deal with our with our parents, with whatever mentor and parental figure we've got at some point, And that's terrifying. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a huge hurdle to overcome. Yes. Yes. And so, sorry, was there a question in there? Oh, it's more a statement of fact right now. Okay. And then uh, the question would be past that. So being able to deal with that is an enormous lesson. I'd love to hear more on that. And then what would be that one lesson you'd take back to the younger you? Yeah. Well, I, like I, you said, like, I don't regret anything that's happened with mm -hmm. all the bumps and ups and downs. And, you know, it is who I, it's made me who I am. It's made me more resilient. Yeah. Um, what I would say to the younger me is, and it's, it's a huge part of my purpose, right? Really trust in yourself, really move forward. And so for me at that time, it's like surround yourself with the right people. And it always is that, mm -hmm. right? We are the reflection of the five people we hang out with. So what kind of conversations are you having? And so it wasn't yeah. going to be hanging out with people who weren't going where I was going. And so really taking that risk betting on yourself going all in is really what it's about so i would say that to my younger self i'm saying that to this community you're I saying it right now yeah sign if you're like one foot in one foot out and you're like should i should i if the dream is in you it's for you it's already been go boldly into it exactly be bold and unapologetic in it mm. yes I think we've heard the answer already. If you had to distill it down to a handful of words, 
what was the biggest challenge you faced coming up that was that this or that moment? Does one stand out to you? And it's okay if there's more than one, but being able to look back and identify is wickedly important. I think when it comes down to it, it's like, is this, is this the right path? Am I wasting my time and really my money, right? Because let's face it, money is such a big thing for many of us. And we don't want to make the wrong decisions with our money and with our time. Um, And so for me, it was really looking at, I have this quote unquote security of my private practice, even though Mm. I'm a business owner, but I'm covered under benefits, (laughs) right? So there's a a sense of safety and security around that. Whereas when you're moving into the entrepreneurial world, I couldn't hide behind that anymore. I had to deal with all my money mindset shit and really look at my relationship with money, my relationship with myself, Um, even my identity, Mitch. Like I was still very attached to my my, like self-worth, to my identity as a psychologist. There's your culture. There's your identity as a woman. There's an identity as a psychologist. There's the uh, expectation, outside expectations, what you think other people think. Yes. Well, that's a huge one too, right? Like people, you're going to laugh at this one. People though would say, what if you, what if it doesn't work out for you? And you know what, how I would say it, I would say, okay, can you put a a a toddler back into your (laughs) hoo-ha? Because that's what it feels like. (laughs) You can't. You birthed it all into the world. You're growing it. You just, you can't put it back. Like that's what it felt like. I've birthed this beautiful baby and it's growing, right? And so really knowing that and having the other pieces like mentorship, that's really huge. Yeah. Really huge. I wouldn't be where I am today without mentorship. So. That's a huge one. Hey, on that note, we're going to take a short break right now. Rosalind's bringing the heat as always. You know what to do. You're going to click the like, subscribe, all those other great buttons. Check in for the next segment. Roz, we'll be right back. Hey, we are back. Savage Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Cavage. I got Roz Fongos kicking it over here with me as well. And she was bringing the heat in the first segment. Second segment, of course, we always like to talk about where things are standing at right now. The last little bit, let's say the last 12, 24 months, what you think is going to happen over the next year. Rosalind, life's been pretty good to you. There's always challenges, expectations, et cetera. What has that kind of two-year snapshot around where we're sitting today? What's going to come next and what just happened now? What's it been like for you? What has been a notable challenge that you've had to face head on? And what was some of the good stuff? Thank you, Mitch. Wow, such great, powerful questions. So so to this day, in, in case people are like, what are Akashic Records? So basically, I'm a psychic. I've continued to invest in myself personally and professionally, and I open up the records of your book of life. So as a business coach, I'm able to see what's in store for my clients aligned with their sole purpose. Of course, it's not fortune telling ball because I'm looking at certain timelines, but I can help them craft their uh, programs with that and look at what are some of the um, uh, things that they need to consider as they move forward in their business. If there's any blocks, my psychologist self comes in to do some clearing on the subconscious level, but also past lives as well. And looking at where um, the the client's soul was left to clear that stuff. So now as we stand, it's been really cool, Mitch. It's been really um, powerful to be able to add the, what I call the alchemy of me into my business. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. 
I, I have a beautiful, I have, I'm very proud of myself. I've created my business so that I have a program where my clients are supported by other coaches as well in different niches. Um, and that I've been able to really leverage my time that way. Uh, so mm -hmm. much so that I went to Peru in April for three weeks, totally went offline um, and even took up a SIM card from our phones. And I went with my shaman teacher and, uh, and peers. And it was just, oh, that was the first time, Mitch, that I have ever been totally offline for that long mm. like since starting business like i don't know I have a really bad habit about bringing my laptop with me to vacation because yep. <laughs> i still like to like make sure i'm you know like talking with my team and communicating but i've been able to set it up so that for that time i was able to totally have be offline um you know with the occasional if i'm back in the on wi-fi sure i'll check in with my team but it was incredible um so challenges whew, can i say <laughs> well that one alone is scary too i mean wading into it and and in our minds we think of it like abandoning our children right? and if we're right, if we're the wrong right. kind of manager we think like <laughs> we think how the hell are these people going to operate without me standing and staring over their shoulder telling them every moment of the day what to do well i think the beautiful thing is yes you know like when and and you know this what happens in the in the back behind the scenes sort of thing is a mirror back into what's mm. happening in your containers your well for me it would be like in your business right in your coaching yeah. container. and so for me it was like making sure I had, i'm in right relationship with my coaches that there we're all can communicating we're all on the same page and then we're able to bring it and support and hold space for our clients. Like that's really mm -hmm. important. So that requires me. And here's like where it is, right? The growth is like requires me to really step up in this next level of leadership and looking at where the gaps are. Cause I noticed that was one of the gaps when it was reflected in my coaching container. Oh gosh. Like I started this program, Soul Ascension Business Academy in 2022, January. Yep. Um, I was going to launch in 2021, but Mitch, I imposter syndrome took over <laughs> and I did not feel ready. It was like this next level of expansion. I was like, nope, I'm going to just step back. I'm going to, you know, work on myself, bring up the capacity energetically, mentally, emotionally, but also um, on a system level as well. That was really important. And so um, once I fully felt more i don't i don't know if confident is a word because i really believe confidence comes from taking aligned action right doing the yeah. thing where so yeah. okay we never feel ready but i felt ready enough to take messy action see and experiment with let's just see what happens right <laughs> messy action messy action yeah, yes. that, that's the perfectionist in you creeping out oh listen i'd love for you to stay on that one for a moment because yeah. you talked about this past as a as a perfectionist that didn't go away. Like you're constantly no. at war with that. And you know, I just, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, um, I don't know if it was so much perfectionist as, so for me, I actually joined a program where I think maybe it's a more of an integrity thing because I could imagine what this was going to look like, but I've never been part of a program as a client 
to um, experience it from the client journey mm-hmm. perspective. And so I actually manifested a business coach who actually had a program that I had envisioned. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is it. So I joined that program in 2021 to understand from a client perspective how to build this and look at, for me, it's always like, take what resonates, tweak what doesn't. And I tell my to my clients too, and then bring it forward. So I think that's really much more what it was. Does the perfectionist side of me come up? I don't know if you ask my husband, he'll be like, no, there's no perfectionist in you anymore. <laughs> but you know, like, yes, of course I want to do a good job. I want to deliver my best. I think with perfectionism though, we beat ourselves up if we don't create the results or it doesn't ever feel good enough. And that doesn't enter me anymore. So I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist anymore. I'm totally fine with being perfectly imperfect. It was more of a, I need to embody this from a client perspective so I can create this program and be able to understand from my client's perspective how that experience is, what I want to craft, making sure that energy is there. Mm. Now, you now you brought up imposter syndrome before, and I had another great friend of mine, Chris Goodman. He's a he's a coach as well. On talking about it in our language internally because we're in the same tribe, saboteurs. Right. What's the language like for you on that? How often do you have to beat that animal off? Every time I up level, Mitch. Every time mm-hmm. I up level. So. Like I said, I'm expanding more into the corporate world. And so it's really interesting because I didn't really have, I don't have a lot of experience working in the corporate side of things. And when I think of corporate, you know, it's kind of like that. I know this is that it's like, I'm thinking of high rise buildings, men in suits, women in business suits. It's not always that, right? It's like, So so I have to like remind myself that's not what it is. It could be like holistic wellness centers, hair salons, you know, and and then when I tell myself that, it's like, great. Yes, I've already worked with businesses like that and they Mm -hmm. have tremendous breakthroughs, ripple effects. And it's like, right, okay, right. But it's, it's because I'm experiencing, like creating new experiences in this world uh, with my tools that, I'm noticing my, it's stretching me for sure, right? So some of the stuff is like, oh my gosh, what if I don't know what I'm talking about? Oh my gosh, what if I can't do this? Um, And I just have to remind myself, no, Roz, yeah. you don't know how to do this. You work with a lot of CEOs. Yep. And, it, and, and process syndrome is actually a psychological concept coined by yep. two psychologists, right? So it's like just continuing to remind myself And one of the things I actually do, and I remind my clients to do as well, so um, is to keep a journal of wins. Um, Mm -hmm. All your client testimonials and like put them in a scrapbook or put them on your office wall so that you can remember your impact, that you can do this, you have done this, there's proof right there, right? So it's like really talking to that part of your brain that's trying to beat you up and say, you can't do this. Loving it. (laughs) Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. Hey, we're going to bounce off to another short break here. Coming to our third segment of the show. I'm with the fantastic Rosalind Fung. Tribe, you know what to do. Stick around. Pop back in for the next. And we're going to look at what's coming next in her world. And of course, I'm going to try and throw a couple of fun questions in there too to really explore what Roz does, how she deals with this stuff. Because after all, as I say at the beginning of every episode, success leaves markers. And if you follow along that success, You watch how trials and tribulations are dealt with. And of course, 
what happens when people deal with challenges themselves? You know what happens? Success follows along. So we'll be right back. We are back and we're actually having a little segue offline as well. I'm going to drag that one in. Normally we dive into the next steps, some really cool stuff, but I think this is really important because Rosalind, psychologist, coach, all that great stuff. We've heard some wicked other smart people on other episodes and future episodes coming up that have a lot to share on this. But one of the things that's a really important lesson because it is future-proofing yourself for success. We were talking about imposter syndrome and saboteurs while we were on our short break here as well. And I mentioned on another episode earlier that it literally came for me the morning of, and so this one and another episode I've recorded back-to-back on the same day. This morning, the saboteur came out was like, hope to God they don't show up. I hope that I, and we have to be constantly vigilant about that. I mean, that's a lesson we'd love to pass on to the past self, but for our future self, we have to steward that really well. How do you deal with that narrative? And what's something that you continue to be mindful of because you know, the enemy's coming for you in the future. Right. Yeah. That's a good one, Mitch. Like, you know, and every time we level up and I'm the type of person that stretches myself, I don't my pain is staying the same. Okay, I need to stretch myself. What's that next level look like? I need to break my own glass ceilings. And we, it does require a different mindset, a different version of ourselves, um, even especially in leadership, directing people, which is, I would say, like, as we get more, I guess, expansive in our business, right, we'll say, quote, unquote, successful, um, it doesn't get easier it actually there's new challenges so it's 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 fun challenges sometimes and sometimes it's not i don't like the tech challenges (laughs) it overwhelms me right um but how do i deal with that is i literally and i i coach my clients on this first thing you do when you wake up is before you even like move your body actually say an affirmation or I envision myself, it connects with spirit. And I just say, I'm a powerful human. I'm here to create deep impact today. I'm here to be in service today, right? And just let that energy wash over me and then I'll get up and do my thing, right? So if a thought during the day creeps in, and Mitch, I think I have ADHD. So I literally just went to go get assessed to see if I do. (laughs) So wait for my results back, but What I need to do is I'm a list person or Uh else my focus goes all over the place. So I do have a list of things I'm focusing on for the week. And so if I'm looking at that thing and I notice some negative self-talk comes, I will literally interrupt that and take a breath. There you go. Yeah. And all right, step back. What do I need right now? Because being in that mindset of, I can't do this, this is overwhelming, uh, you know, and then staying stuck there isn't going to move me forward and it doesn't feel good yep. to stay there. And it's not going to move my, have me be in my purpose of serve. And so if I'm really stuck in the trees, I will reach out to my coach. I will like call myself out and say, okay, can't see the forest from the trees right now. I need some support or I need some words of wisdom. And it's so powerful, just even that minute voice message, right? And it's like the feedback, it's so powerful. The other thing I do is I will, again, look at my wind journal and be like, okay, you know, just redirecting my thoughts because I'm so spiritual, I'll just pull cards or I'll open my Akashic records and sit there just so that what I'm doing is 
getting myself back in alignment of my highest self, my highest and best. And so whatever that is for you, audience, that's what we do. We interrupt that pattern so that we don't keep going down that neural pathway. We create new ones and eventually it gets easier and it becomes your new normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely stunning. So you brought up something really important because some of the some of the guests that I've got on here as well, some of the great tribe that I've got kicking around gives me an opportunity to talk to people in certain language and educate other people going forward. You brought it up perfectly. You have slightly different language, but that contract you have to have with yourself, you have to have that narrative to share with and more importantly, to ground and anchor yourself because you're going to need that for what comes next. Absolutely. And for me, because I turned my pain to purpose. So the pain again was I was valued in my doingness, rather my beingness and my doingness enough. So now it's, it's about being fully expressed my beingness over doingness. Both are important, but beingness first. And really that includes being embodied in my purpose, embodied in that energy of service, Mm. embodied in really taking action, right? Yeah. It is a practice. It doesn't just happen overnight. Love it. So with that one, I'm going to ask, what's the lesson for future self? What's the thing you're doing now? Because as we develop more awareness, as we develop this, first of all, self-realization and then actualization, our ability to make decisions, to to move towards change, evolution, what's a lesson for future self? Well, what I'm doing right now, because as you heard me say, tech is really overwhelming. And I'm kind of one of those people are like, okay, I'm just moving platforms right now. So Mitch, I normally would delegate, but I also want to know what is actually going on. So I know how to navigate it as well. So what I used to tell myself is tech is overwhelming. I can't do this. And it's like, nope, I can do this. I can learn. And I'll be actually more empowered as I'm I know what I'm doing and then I can also delegate, but I want to know. So I'm not blind to all of this. And I think I'll be a better leader because I will understand what's going on. At least we have been the process of it and then be able to delegate that to my team. But I would say what I'm working on right now, my business is creating even more systems so that there's a little bit more, not a little bit, a lot more, passive (laughs) income coming in because it's still in service and then doing the, you know, upsells and downsells and things like that. Loving it. All right. We're going to hit the last two real questions of the day before we wrap it up here. One of the big ones that we always come into, and I'm going to leave that obviously for the very last questions, but that second one, which I really prefer for people to sit there and give out to everybody else. And this is a sometimes asked in the form of the younger you, sometimes in the form of right now, but what's one tip that you definitely need to give out or give out to everybody on a, re- on a regular basis? Now let me tune in. What wants to come through is at the end of the day, as you are growing your business, it's always a personal and spiritual development journey. And so this at the deeper core is about trusting yourself and trusting mm-hmm. that as this dream is in you, you're having all these ideas, it is for you and trusting that there is, yes, this is for you put out there. It's not stupid. It's not too silly. It's, you know, like you, it is up to you. You were created to put this in this, on this planet and take that action. Don't sit there. Don't keep researching. Don't keep, just take messy action. 
because as you do that, more is going to come up for you because that's feedback. Feedback that, oh, this is working. Feedback that, oh, I need to tweak this. There's no such thing as failure, only feedback. So take action. Loving that. Last one. The show's called Savage in Business, the podcast. Of course, you know me as the Savage in Business. What does Savage in Business mean to you? And what does it mean for you in business? Oh, I love that. Savage, when I think of that word, what first comes up is be relentless in your pursuit of your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that you believe in what you are offering, what you're putting out there in the world and be relentless about continuing to pursue that, to create it, to expand it. Because really, like if it's part of your purpose, you're embodied in it, it will only bring more joy to you and to others. And you're absolutely in service. Loving it. Roz, thank you so much for popping up on this one as well. You're going to be able to check out all three segments of this episode, the rest of the episodes in the first season. Watch for future seasons coming out as well. And you're going to find all the great ways to connect with Rosalind as well when you check this out on all the major platforms this one's on. You need to know, like, trust these people. You need to figure out what they got to say. You need to listen along because they're passing on true wisdom and experience coming from a battle-hardened situation. They're doing it every day. They're achieving and succeeding in a really wickedly cool fashion. And I love watching what they're doing with their lives. Raza, thank you so much for popping in here with us as well. And I am Mitch Kamich, the Savage in Business. This is in Savage in Business, the podcast. Like, subscribe, share this follow along, communicate with the guests that I bring on as well. And of course, come back for our next episodes where we bring wickedly smart people to share wickedly smart stuff so it makes you better. Success begets lessons. Lessons beget knowing. Knowing begets success. It's a simple little four block that you can follow around everywhere. Listen to what people have to say. They tell you exactly how to do it and you can do it as well. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Savage Business Podcast. Peace, go with it out in the world and take great care of yourself.